All right, folks, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome aboard the Max Afterburner podcast. I am Matthew Buckley. My call sign is Wiz. And uh, going with part two here. Hey, before I forget, Monday night, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, we're going to take your portfolio supersonic, man. Uh, head to go.topgunoptions.com slash FT. That stands for full throttle because I'm going to teach you guys how to trade. Uh, thought I had a good feeling, you know, I felt pretty damn good helping people, uh, to trade and to, to make money, man, that pales in comparison to, uh, my current objective mission objective, along with my brother, uh, slider, who's joining me for part two of, uh, of his journey. And this is going to be awesome. Uh, slider, welcome aboard, man. looks like you got your ears lowered. Is that a fresh haircut? <laughs> Hello, brother Wiz. Uh, yeah, I just came from the chop shop. They, uh, Busted my wig pretty well there, so that looks good, man. Go. High speed, low drag. High right? speed, low drag. Uh, awesome. Hey, any? Uh, so I, I've been getting a lot of great comments throughout the week about uh, your part one. Uh, do you, anything? Any revisions, corrections? Oh, by the ways, or anything to add before we jump into uh, part two? Because I think it was pretty uh. damn good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was a lot of stuff to cram into an hour for sure. And, you know, there's lots of details around pretty much every part of that story that we could fill in a little better or something like that. But uh, yeah, that's okay. No, I I think I think we got the gist of it. You know, what's interesting to me when I listened to it was you kind of had to prompt me to talk about suicidal ideation, Mm. which, you know, afterwards I was scratching my head. I'm like, that's kind of at the core of everything we're doing here. Right. Correct. Um it's funny how I, I was, I just wanted to gloss over that. That's a very difficult thing uh, to talk about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if there's one thing I, I, I would want to add is, you know, I spent years uh, just clawing my way to the next hour. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually I had some relief and clawed my way into the next day and then the next week. And, yeah. you know, there's no more clawing for me now, but yeah, uh, yeah, that, that was rough, man. I mean, it, you know, when you're, when you're overwhelmed by so much stuff, particularly, uh, you know, with that Ativan, which was basically an anvil, they threw yeah. a, a drowning man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just excruciating. I mean, yeah. you just want out of your body. You're, you're just in, so miserable that you just want out. Yeah. Um, and you know, I feel we talk to guys all the time who, who with the same story. Uh, Correct. You know, we had, uh, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, we kind of had a big week with no fallen heroes. The, uh, we had what, maybe five guys in a week mm-hmm. reached out to us, said, Hey, we're, we're following what you're doing. Yep. And by the way, I, I need help. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. And, you know, one of those guys was basically a, yeah, one of those guys was a nine one one suicide case. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's already stepped into the medicine and, and I talked to him yesterday. He's doing much better. Dude, that's awesome, said, man. I can't imagine. Yeah, he said, I can't imagine thinking about killing myself. That's awesome. Terrible thing. So, All right, brother. So we left off where, uh, I mean, you you had some dark nights of the soul. Uh, A mutual friend of ours saw my journey uh, unfold and, and, you know, going from as fucked as a football bat to kind of being uh, okay. Uh, And I I heard from him. He said, hey, man, uh, my old roommate, I guess, from OCS or whatever, he's like, uh, you remember Slider? Yeah, yeah, I bumped into him in Fleet a couple times, type of thing. He's like, yeah, he's he he's really really hurting, and I think this could help him. So you take us from there and through the medicine, man. Yeah, that, that was a big one. So you're talking about our buddy uh, Ponch. Uh, Ponch. Yeah, uh, 
Captain Brian Rivera, good, you know, great friend of mine, a great American, great dude, doing all kinds of of things to make the world a better place right now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So he came to me and said, Hey, watch Wiz's initial debrief. And you know, that was, I think we mentioned this in the last one. He just kind of got on there and said, man, you wouldn't believe what I just did. <laughs> um, and I listened to it and you know, I know you, I mean, yeah, that wasn't some crazy bullshit. And because you said it to me, it just, it just resonated to me. And I was, I was willing to listen to that. So mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing we're doing here with no fallen heroes and, and veterans and, in general is we need to give permission to say, Hey, I'm struggling with something and to seek help for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, hearing your success story uh, that I wouldn't have gotten there any other way. So hearing that, wow. thank you Wiz. Yeah, man. Did that. Uh, and thank you. Ponch. And when Ponch called me yeah. up and I listened to that thing. Yeah, man. I mean, Ponch, Ponch spotted it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me want to go, uh, you know, like we say now, the the medicine called to me, which, you know, that type of language I thought was pretty fruity uh, before I, I get it. Now. <laughs> I lived, I heard the call, man. You yeah. did. Oh, I, I absolutely did. And, you know, we're, we're going to get into it here in a second, but it was the right call. Um, so how did I get there? Uh well, let's let's do it. So, I, I, a lot of my podcasts, I've given the mechanics of and our brother Martin and the Mission Within and those great folks. So people know or should know. You have some other podcasts to listen to if you don't. So let's get into your no shit the the journeys. Talk us through. Let's go uh, ibogaine first, and then the five meo. Um, your experiences. Okay, so what it was like when we actually got there. Yeah, so after uh, fire ceremony the first time or or you know down there with uh, uh, uh with Envy Neurogenesis, right? And Trevor, you took the uh, ibogaine. Tell us what happened, man. The first time. Okay. Right. Okay. So we got all the other admin out of the way. Uh, yep. By the way, I can't say enough about Trevor and Jonathan and Jose and their whole staff down there. Yep. Uh just like the mission within uh you know, I've been through one of each mm-hmm. and there's some compare and contrast things, but both are excellent program each each of them is amazing um yeah so we got down there uh you know uh nouvelle v does it a little differently than the mission within uh they give you your ibogaine in four steps um half an hour apart so there's a two hour window there where you're taking more and more ibogaine and i think because of that comes on a little more slowly Mm -hmm. i I guess that's the point of it um Mm -hmm. i had two very different experiences at the two places we'll get to that but i'm lucky on my first one uh you know not everybody has a profound mystical experience not everyone has uh extreme ultra high def visuals like i have Mm -hmm. uh to quote jonathan he he said man you got the full imax experience which is pretty (laughs) cool and i guess i'm about to tell you that story but um you know it wasn't like that the second time but Mm -hmm. but not to get in my head ahead of myself so yeah, we took these things, kind of start feeling a little odd, and now it's time to go up to the ceremony room. They sat us down. There was uh, three of us. They sat us down cross-legged on our little mats, um, and there was there were mirrors in front of us, and we each had a rattle and some kind of plant. I don't even know what it was, but it kind of made a shook shook sound just like the rattle did. Mm-hmm. And so the three of us are sitting there going shook 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 and they're like, just keep it going, keep it going. I'm like, 
Okay, this is some fruity tourist bullshit here. <laughs> I, I would have paid to have I, seen this. I'm the eternal skeptic, yes. right? I'm skeptical of everything. So so I'm there going, all right, whatever, shooka, shooka. They've got that crazy, weedy tribal music yeah. playing in, in the background, which, you know, I would definitely never put that on cruising down I-64. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's different, but it's, you know what I mean? Yes. It's perfect appropriate for this and yep. there's a reason you know that the, the tribe has come up with this style of music it's just the rhythmic there's something about the rhythm and the vibrations mm-hmm. that kind of resonates with, with the medicine and kind of just gets your it's brain all energy your man body energy just, frequency yeah yeah absolutely it is um uh, i absolutely believe in all that right now but so we're, we're sitting in front of the mirrors and we're going sugar 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 and i'm going man i'm really enjoying the rhythm here i'm like this is like i'm really into it and then my whole body's going shook shook and i like start to feel different i look in the mirror i'm like things are starting to look a little weird and i took a pause and the bees were there the buzzing so I guess the yeah the vast majority of people get this as the ibogaine comes on. It sounds like maybe there's a bee buzzing around your head, and then there's two, then there's ten, then there's mm-hmm. hundred, then there's a million. You know, yeah. And so that definitely came to me. And this is I round one, this right? This is the, the, just an initial dose, just one, or this like two by now. Yeah, I think I think I probably was taking my second dose right around okay. that time. The buzz, um, okay. Yeah, hard to say. You know, your sense of time during these things is <laughs> correct out, out the window. T- that, well, that's time an, doesn't it, exist anyway. That's so. exactly right. That's the lesson learned. Slider and I are gonna. You heard from me. There is no such thing as time. I felt infinity, and that's the only time there is forever. <laughs> yep. Check. And what use does time have when it goes on forever in every direction? So. Yep. Anyway, I hear the bees, and I start feeling a little weird, and I'm like, man, I don't. I've never felt like this before. I'm going, this is a strange feeling. And I got a little bit uncomfortable, I'll be honest. And the bees were getting pretty loud. I think about that time I put my eye shades on. They had warned me. They said, hey, it may, you know, you may feel a little weird. Just breathe, relax, close your eyes, lay back. So I laid back down, had my shades on, uh, kind of struggled a little bit for just a, just a couple minutes. It wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and... As it got stronger and stronger and stronger, for whatever reason, and I know I'm a freak here, Wiz, I felt compelled to sit up. Okay. So now the medicine's coming on pretty pretty strong, and I don't know why I, I sat up for probably four hours. Whoa. Uh, which nobody does. You know, certainly the second time, you know, when you and I went to the Mission Within, I mean, we were plastered. I, I wasn't moving. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why I meant. I just sat up. So I sat <laughs> up, and I remember when I first sat up, I've got these eye shades on, and they are perfectly op- opaque and believe me i went out in the sun the next day i went you know just to make sure <laughs> make sure yeah yeah because yeah. i've got i've got these eye shades on. i mean it is just dark as can be and i'm starting to see stuff mm-hmm. um and at first it was just kind of like some soft colors like pulsating with the music and i was real happy you know i was just sitting there going oh that's yeah. kind of cool didn't think much of it <laughs> yeah and all of a sudden, here, here now, my my visuals were spectacular. So all of a sudden, I'm looking straight into a pool of water. And when I say a pool, I mean like a swimming pool in your backyard. It's got you know a concrete deck around it and a, and a lip. And mm-hmm. but it was weird. Is in the bottom of the pool, it was aggregate. 
So just stones, you know, set in concrete. No one ever put that in the bottom of their pool. Kind of weird. The water was impossibly clear. Okay. I mean, so clear. You're not even sure it was there. It was bizarre. And so this pool appears in front of me. uh, And I don't know if I was looking down or horizontal or up. I mean, there's just no sense of that whatsoever. I'm just looking into this pool of water. And all of a sudden, the pool zooms towards me or I zoom towards the pool. I don't know. But I'm in the water. I can breathe. It's not a problem. But I'm zooming through the water. And as I get into the aggregate, I start experiencing some fractals. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, people don't know a fractal is, you know, as you get closer and closer to something, you see more and more detail. And it just it just goes on forever. So I, I was just seeing more and more grain in there. Maybe yeah. I was seeing atoms. I don't know. Uh, shapes. Just went, yeah. went, went, went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. It just kept coming towards me like I was going through the bottom of the pool. And suddenly I burst out into this open space. And this is a theme throughout my 14 hours uh, on the Ibogaine. As ever, you know, there were times I would take my eyeshades up. Yeah, the, there's still, still on Earth here. And I'm, <laughs> exactly. Well, we're going to leave in a minute. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wait for it. Okay. So, but I would, you know, I would check, I would look around, and then I, I'd put them back on and each time there was some kind of transition into this different space. Okay. Um, and, and Cynthia later, I talked to her about this, described it to me as, Oh, that's the garden. And apparently that's a thing in these experiences that that was new to me, but okay. yeah, there was always some kind of entry into this garden. So I get into this, this space and it's hard to say because I wasn't sitting on anything. I wasn't standing. I, I don't even know if I was physical, but I was definitely there mm-hmm. and it was real dark. Um, and it was kind of a mist in the air and those soft pulsating colors were, were still there. They started to become more pronounced. And then out of the mist, these faces started to appear uh, one after another. And they came very slowly. It wasn't threatening or scary or anything, but these faces kept coming to me. And I started to realize these are people I recognize. These are people from my life. Wow. But it wasn't their human faces. It was like these, uh, you've seen the statues on Easter Island. Mm-hmm. Right. They were kind of they were kind of like that carved out of some light colored stone and, and they would come. And what was really cool about it is every time one came to me, a message was delivered to me. Wow. Now, there were no moving lips. These were stone icons. Right. There was mm-hmm. no sound. It was energy psychic or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But every every one of these people had a message for me. And every one of those messages, this is the really cool thing, man, because I was ready. I didn't know. I'd never eaten this tree bark before. I I was a little bit nervous about it. I I was afraid I was going to have to struggle with demons or something like that. You know, sometimes Uh you hear a guy about guys who do ayahuasca. They talk about I had to meet my demons. It was painful. Nothing like that in my experience. It was comfort. Every bit of it was comfort. So Mm -hmm. every one of these faces came to me and delivered a message uh, you know, along the lines of everything's going to be okay. Mm. You haven't done anything wrong. You're good enough. God is in you. Whoa. Uh, I mean, you just name it, just one message after another. And I couldn't even tell you which one specifically sent me each, each message. But as they started coming and, the, and these positive messages were coming to me, they came faster and faster and faster. And I got to a point this is very hard to describe. Uh, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. But the truth of all things was revealed to me. 
And, and I, that's a huge statement. I know it is, but that's what happened. Suddenly, everything was clear to me. The answers to all my questions, the 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 my internal struggles, my mm. doubts about myself, relationships, all the everything in my life. It was like it was laid out in front of me. There was a just such a beautiful, clear, perfect white light on it that that I could see it all perfectly. Wow! And it was a relief. I I may have laughed because I was yeah because I was just like perfect. I'm my own worst enemy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it just all came at me. And, you know, we'll talk more about our grade and the great conversations I had with the other guys, but mm-hmm. you know, those re- these revelations like that came to me for, for certainly in the couple of days, right after it weeks, even months, this mm-hmm. is how this medicine works. I, I've now learned. Yeah. Just things just start coming, becoming clear. It, it, it's like, it strips your ego away so you can be honest. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You know the truth. You already know it. It's in there. Everything you need to be happy, it's already in there. Everything you need to heal, it's already in there. I really think what this stuff does is it gets you out of your way for a minute. Mm -hmm. It gets parts of your brain talking to other parts of your brain. And and we know this because of, you know, Robin Carhart Harris. Research. That that truth that you speak of, Slider, was hidden by what? A fucking weapons delivery that wasn't your fault. Drugs, alcohol, living on the edge, man. That truth was fucking clouded by all of that, what you and I now use as the word ego, right? That ego was just hiding that truth from you. And then on the medicine, it that fucking white and all that shit, it's like, dude, you knew all of this. So they were just helping you relearn it, I guess, right? Oh yeah. Spot on that. that that's exactly right. Um, you know, what is the ego? Um, it, it's the sense of I am right. That's the, in the simplest way, but the way it functions is you create all this self-talk, all these stories, this narrative, mm-hmm. the, the default mode network, you know, gets formed where you tell yourself all these things. And the purpose of all of that is so you can feel comfortable. Correct. It's defensive. Right? It makes you, yeah, they're defense mechanisms. You're building up, you're, you're caking yourself with all this crap, your beautiful, golden, pure self, and your your experiences through life. Your ego just keeps plastering stuff on top of that. Mm-hmm. And it's a defense mechanism. It's so you can be comfortable. And it doesn't serve you when it gets too heavy, when you stop, when you forget who you really are. And these burdens, the ones, you know, for me, there's yeah. a list there, all these things just caused me to lose myself and mm-hmm. uh, you, you know trevor showed me this uh this video about the golden buddha apparently it's a, a tibetan fable but you know the young monks would worship at the this golden buddha statue that they had erected on this mountain right and they would go and they would pray to it so the chinese are coming one of the many times mm-hmm. and they're invading and they're afraid that the invading army is going to steal the golden buddha right so they start caking mud all over it right they just plaster it with mud and it all hardens and, and it makes literally a plaster so the chinese soldiers are there for some years they they go by it a million times nobody ever thinks to yeah it looks like shit of it, right yeah so, yeah it just looks like shit so years later this young monk is sitting there praying and a piece of plaster falls off 
and he goes, hey, what's that shiny stuff underneath? And he and he goes, he starts picking at it, and boom, he reveals the beautiful golden Buddha. Mm-hmm. Not a particularly profound mm-hmm. metaphor there, <laughs> but it is a good metaphor because it's spot on with these medicine experiences, yes. which is you're chipping all that crap off of you, and you get to see again that you're mm-hmm. you're this eternal being, and and that. You know, we can talk about non-duality and all that stuff later, but, you know, you <laughs> yes. see what you really are. You're this Correct. eternal thing, right? Yep. And, man, that's that's great because then all this stupid crap that we get wrapped around the axle uh, on in, in our human lives here, it, it, it seems less important, you know? And when you exactly. let it go, letting go is a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. When you let all that go, man, you heal fast. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You dropped that backpack, man. Yep. So do you want to, I know we probably don't want to anchor too long on the trip report, but do you want to hear about my cosmic voyages a little bit? Yes. It's kind of entertaining or. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So here I am. These voices are coming out. The truth of all things is revealed to me. And honestly, I would say most of the healing happened in that first hour when all that hit me for me on this particular journey, the rest of it was awesome. (laughs) it was really awesome and you know i was so traumatized i was so my anxiety was so bad my throttles were stuck in max ab i mean i was just a wreck when i got there and Mm -hmm. i think i had this experience because i needed some peace yeah i needed some beauty i needed some peace i needed something cool to happen yeah i needed some relief yeah. The second time I did the Ibogaine, I I needed something else, and we'll, we'll get to that. But and you got it. So uh, the medicine the gives pages. you what you need, not what you want. That was another one of those fruity sentences that I'm sure Slider and I would both tell you, like that's a load of shit. It isn't. The medicine gives you what you need, not what you want. So both times Slider and I did our Ibogaine, man, we got what we fucking needed. So all right, press. Yeah, world's world's biggest skeptic, but you're exactly right. So. Uh, <laughs> And so as these faces are coming, I start thinking, I wonder if I have any control over this. Mm. And the answer was awesome because I had a lot of control. Here comes Slider, the engineer, man. (laughs) uh, What did I tell you before? I spent my whole life taking things apart because I had to see what was inside. Right. I I had to do that. So I get into this thing and now I start summoning people from my life, from the earliest childhood that I can remember. My my babysitter when I was five years old, I remember one night I had this terrible nightmare. Uh, and, and these things were falling on me, and but I, I got my babysitter. I got my grandfather, my great grandfather, my grand grandmother. I, I mean, you name it, ancestors wow. out the wazoo. Some of them I didn't recognize. Friends from college, high school, all that. You know, my flying bros, all this. I summoned everybody I could think of. Wow, every single person I could think of, I summoned in this thing, and every one of them came and delivered a similar message. Whoa! And then it got real weird. I think somewhere in there, I probably checked. I checked under the blindfold a little bit. You know, I'm still hearing the bees and it's weird. You think the bees would get annoying. Um, Mm. At some point during this phase, I I recognized the bees were still there. They were pretty loud. I picked my blindfold up. I'm like, is there a fan or something? Like, I'm just trying to figure out. No, it's just in my head. I look around, the nurse is there, the doctor's there. You know, it's all, you're (laughs) You're super safe. It's a great environment. Mm -hmm. All right, what the hell? So I put my my shades back on. Next time I put my shades on, I went, made my entry into the garden, but this time it was really cool. I started going to different places on the earth 
both in geographically and in time. Oof. And it just happened. I think the first place I went was some Aztec temple. Mm-hmm. You know, guys were running around in loincloths and stuff and sacrifices and all this crazy stuff. <laughs> and it was like I was standing there watching this crowd of people go around me and all this crazy stuff up on the temple and, you know, jungles there and all this. And I and nobody noticed me. Mm-hmm. I was just an observer. But I watched this go on. It was fascinating. So then I now I'm getting all jazzed up. Right. Full slider. Now I'm like, well, where else can I go? So. <laughs> Uh, I went to ancient Egypt. I went to the Acropolis. Wow. I, I went to Paris. I, I went to, uh, you know, for a while I was flying over New York City. I was doing all this crazy stuff. I could go anywhere I wanted just by thinking about it. Wow. Totally awesome. It was just fun and cool. I didn't get any cosmic message. It was just awesome. Yeah. So I do that for a while. And then I start backing up from the earth a little bit. So now I'm at like some kind of high altitude and I'm just trying to just cruising around the blue marble, checking out the beauty. Everything's beautiful, by the way. Mm -hmm. I'm just going, wow, what a beautiful, you know, the ocean's beautiful. The trees are beautiful, all this stuff. I'm flying around. And what was interesting is I went, like I said, I was over Manhattan and I see all these big skyscrapers pointing up at me. And I, I didn't think about this. It just happened. But I started zooming into these, you know, into a, like a, a neighborhood and then a particular block. And then I would be inside a building. And then next thing you know, I'm in somebody's apartment wow. and, you know, mom and dad are there making dinner and the kids are running around. And it was weird. It was like a sewing machine, man. I was just going in and out and in and out in all of these people's lives. And I ended up going all over the world. I was in Calcutta looking at people in tin roof shanties. And, you know, I mean, it was just yeah. crazy. And I think what I got out of that is, you know, it's kind of paradoxical where humanity is a speck of dust on the, on the universal scale, mm-hmm. you know, but each of our lives as an individual is, is, um, is very complex and mm-hmm. intricate and they're, and they're all interconnected. And interconnected. I was kind of just, mm-hmm. I think what I was being shown is just a sense of scale. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this planet is teeming with billions of lives and every one of them is, yeah. beautiful and complex and complicated yeah. and sometimes terrifying. And mm-hmm. so I got a whole bunch of that, uh, which was pretty cool. But now that I'm an explorer, uh, I'm going big. <laughs> so I start backing up from the earth. I start backing up from the earth. Um, I pass the moon. So I'm looking at the, at the earth above the horizon of the moon and the sun's in the background and I'm staring right at the sun uh, you know, we've all been to Key West a million times. It's probably not the best thing to do even with good sunglasses. But yes. Eat some African tree bark. You can stare at the sun all you want, even in the vacuum of space. And it was beautiful. Yeah. You know, it was it was ultra high gaff. I could see the flares coming off of it. And so it was just it was just this big fire and it was beautiful. It was clean and it was perfect. And wow. I was just like, man, what this is so beautiful. So then I start heading out towards the rim of our solar system. And I go backwards, you know, from Mars and, you know, uh, Saturn and Jupiter and Neptune, Uranus and all yeah. this stuff. And I'm just, I just went through, I flew through Jupiter's rings or Saturn's rings and, you know, all this stuff and the moons of Jupiter and all this. And I'm just backing up, backing up. And it's easy. I mean, I just have to think about it. And I leave our solar system oh my God. and I'm looking at the whole thing. And then, and then I zoom out, I'm looking at our whole galaxy. And then I go even further out and I'm looking at 
the whole universe. Wow. And I just had this, I could feel the scale. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to describe. I could feel the scale of it. Um, It's really, really big. Something, what are we at now? A hundred billion light years across for the observable universe or something. I mean, that's big, right? It's forever. But here's what it's forever. Well, the universe is, I think our universe is finite based on zero days in Stephen Hawking's physics class. Uh, <laughs> it's just what I saw in the medicine, man. It maybe mm-hmm. I know it sounds nuts. Maybe it is nuts. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I experienced. It was, yeah. it was cool. So I'm now kind of getting the scale of the universe thing. So the next thought I have is, well, I keep hearing about black holes and wormholes and you know strings and all this all this crap. I'm like, I wonder if there's like ways I can tunnel through to another universe or, or, or jump to the other side of this universe. So I start looking for holes, and a few times I found holes, and I tried to fly into them. And as I got up to my shoulders, I just there was a soft resistance, and it stopped me, and I couldn't go. I tried that a few times. Whoa! So then I said. All right, screw the holes. Let me see if I can just blast outside the universe on my own. <laughs> and and I did. <laughs> oh my god, man. I did. Uh and this was this is where it really got mind blowing. So all of a sudden I, you know, boop, I just pop outside of the bubble that is our universe and I'm looking at our whole universe from the outside of it. <sighs> from the outside of it and it's it's like a big soap bubble. Or, or a snow globe, maybe, right? It's just this uh-huh. spherical that, that you can't, you can kind of see there's a boundary around it, but it's, it's barely detectable, but it's a sphere. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at our universe. I'm like, this is cool as shit. <laughs> you know, our universe is not infinite. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like sitting here getting this. And then I start looking around and I go, holy shit. In every direction, there's an, infinite number of these snow globes yeah. i'm like in this cubic lattice of snow globes i'm in the wow. space between the globes right yeah and it just it goes on forever in every direction and holy shit you know the quantum physicists out there are going well yeah no kidding dude yeah uh you know to, to see that visually and to and to have a moment to really comprehend what that means was was pretty cool but um another interesting thing i noted was when I was between universes, that buzzing, the bees. Mm-hmm. The frequency of the universe. It got, lot, it got a lot louder, right? So there was, there was, I mean, there was nothing when I was in intergalactic space inside our universe. When mm-hmm. I got outside our universe, there was even less nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really was nothing. And that buzz, that hum, that vibration mm-hmm. is all there was. And I had this strange sense. I did not know what the unified field was at this point in mm-hmm. my life. I got interested in that after this experience. But I came to to believe that that hum was some signature of whatever is binding all of this together. Mm-hmm. And I think we might call that the unified field. You know, maybe maybe you would ex- you experience it in that way with the medicine. I don't know. We're rich and we're we're outside of science at this mm-hmm. point. But you know, these it's, the experience was. Well, it's so profound. It's it's so uh, the authority of the experience is is just powerful. Yeah, you know it's it's it, real while you're doing it. Correct. 
Um, so anyway, I turn around and I go, well, I'm going into that universe over there. And it briefly occurs to me that I don't need to get lost and not find my way back to my own universe. <laughs> and I, and I had no Reese's pieces with it. Yeah. You so weren't leaving popcorn wrong. trails like the Brady bunch. <laughs> ET. Yeah. Anyway. So I try to go to the next universe over and I bump my head against it. Can't get there. Can't get there. I try a couple other universes around. I'm not allowed to go into these universes. Don't know why. Uh, and so I popped back into our universe and, you know, through, uh, the same kind of flight path I took on the way out, I ended up mm-hmm. back home, Wow, which was pretty cool. Um, so there's a couple other parts that happened, um, after that, I mean, that was the biggest, most profound. Let, let me ask you a question because cool. this, this is, so it seems like, like you said, the bulk of your healing happened at the beginning. It's almost like God, source, truth, divine, whatever words you want to use. We're like, dude, let's, let's unfuck him now so he can go enjoy the rest of it. It sounds like you, you got most of your stuff, all those faces or whatever, that healing message. And then it was like, you good? You got this? All right, man, now go have fun. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly right. And especially after my second voyage, I, I uh, or my second journey, I uh, came to believe that that was correct. Because if I had a tough one the first time, I certainly wouldn't gone have yeah, gone, gone back. back. Exactly. Um, I, I needed some salve. I mean, I was ass punch, man. I was hot. Yeah. I, I was in. Yeah. I was probably unbearable to be around at that. Point. Well, that's you know when Ponch reached out, he's like, dude, this guy sliders sliders he's on the edge man i'm like what the fuck can we do let's help him so yeah ponch definitely you 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 were down there man so you got exactly what you needed yeah yeah no doubt it it was exactly what i needed so there's a couple other cool parts and i'll tell you this just because it's cool and I, i know we need to move on to some more stuff but um so there was a uh point where all of a sudden i became an eagle i don't know why i didn't think about an eagle but all of a sudden i'm this eagle and I've got my wings spread and I can feel every bit of it. And I can feel my, you know, my feathers and wingtip feathers yeah. tickling the air. You're a tomcat. You're not a, you like weren't an this. eagle. You were a tomcat with your swept wings, man. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually hated that I was an eagle. I don't like saying it. It feels yeah. a little fruity. That, but, that's you for know. you, Sledge. <laughs> Slider don't want to be an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sledge. <laughs> anyway, I was an eagle, a majestic bird of prey. It was great. So here I am. I'm, I'm circling effortlessly around the peak of this impossibly high snow-capped mountain. Mm-hmm. And when I say impossibly high, I'm talking, you know, 60,000 feet high. I mean, I'm on the edge of space. You know, defies the laws of physics here. But I'm a bird floating around on the edge of space around. And I'm just looking down this mountain. And it's like the Himalayas are down below, but they're this big. I'm so this mountain. Yeah, you know, it's just really, really high. And I'm, I just spent some time looking around with my eagle eyes, going, "What a beautiful, beautiful. place!" Yeah. yeah, you know. And I'll tell you, Wiz, I, I've never been a guy who walks around and sn- smells the flowers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and there's a theme throughout all of my experiences with the toad as well, where. I just appreciated beauty. Yeah. I just went, there's beauty everywhere. Yep. 
you know, and, and eventually I would come to understand that, that God is love mm -hmm. and love and beauty are kind of the same thing. And, you know, Correct. This, this whole thing, the, the whole, the eternal is beautiful, you mm -hmm. know, um, and I still walk around to this day. I mean, it's been many, many months now. I walk around and I go, this is beautiful. I look, I'm looking at a cloud. That's a beautiful cloud right there. Mm -hmm. That, that ocean right there. I mean, yeah. it's just beauty. A new like, appreciation so on, of so life. Yeah, absolutely. And this was the first time in my life where I spent a lot of time going, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. It was great. So I'm circling around, circling around. And after I, you know, got my fill of that, I'm like, well, let's see what this thing can do. <laughs> so I point my beak downhill and I start trucking down the mountain. Oh, boy. And I'm picking up speed and I'm going faster and faster and faster and faster. As a matter of fact, the guys in the room. Uh, you know, they told me I started, I had my arms out. Wow. I was still sitting up on the mat and I started and, it, and my, my arms went further and further back as I was trucking. I knew I was trucking down the mountain. Yeah. I could feel my wings. I mean, it got to the point where my wings were tucked in and I was steering with my little <laughs> feathers in my tail and I'm going, you know, Mach seven, I, I, who knows wow. the physics don't add up even a 60,000 foot mountain as fast as I was going, there's no way I yeah. could have gone down the mountain for as long as I did, but I just enjoyed the thrill ride yeah. for a long time. And it was just, I, I mean, I was euphoric. I was just like, yeah, woo. And it was the best thing ever. Right. And then all of a sudden I got this ground rush. Okay. And I remember I had a moment of, Oh shit. Pull out. Yeah, this sounds like my story, that. man. Talk to Wiz about that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, we've all had I pulled up low instant instances in our, in our flying career. <laughs> exactly. Um, this, this one was a little alarming because I just didn't care. I was just going so fast. And, and the ground rush came out of nowhere. And I jacked my wings out, which, you know, it would have ripped them off as fast as I was going. But Correct. I jacked my wings out. I grabbed a bunch of air. I extended my talons. And I just gently plopped down on this mossy rock in this, in this river. And I folded them up and I looked around and went, Oh, oh my God, man, <laughs> bro. Oh, and it echoed off the mountains and it was just, yeah, that was it. So nice landing. Um, Dude, all right, so yeah, stuck it. We, yeah. Top of the hour, we're gonna we we got to get going. So we're gonna we're gonna have another one with Slider, obviously our our part three man, where he's gonna finish this uh, ibogaine experience, followed by our joint ibogaine experience, and then the five meo because Slider's got a good well. We don't we don't grade five meo experiences or anything. Not a good experience. Intr we'll use interesting, right? Uh, you and I both had interesting. Atypical. How's that? <laughs> that's a little more polite. Atypical. Every slider thing is atypical. Atypical. Good, dude. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing the first half of the uh, iBook. That's awesome because this is all new to me. I hadn't heard. I'd say about eighty percent of that. Man, is there a little bit more to the first ibogaine that we'll hear next time, or is the eagle has landed? There's a little bit more. I mean, how many? Okay. How are we doing on time? No, we we got to split. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll pick up the little bit more. We'll leave people hanging on, man. So uh, good stuff. All right, folks. If if this is your first time listening to us, you got to go listen to Slider Part One because Slider talking about this right now is not the Slider you heard in Part One, man. It was pretty dark, pretty brutal, uh, and in this one. He got an hour of, of healing from truth, source, divine, whatever it was, and then got to a 
enjoy life. Uh, it's funny, Slider, because I, I, when I got home from the medicine the first time, I told Susie, I'm like, I don't need to travel ever again in my life. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I saw everything. I saw everything. And it seems like that's a unique experience in the, in the medicine is people, you got the tour. That's a, it's a fact. Yeah. You got the tour of the universe. So, all right, folks, again, Monday night, 7 PM, join me for full throttle, head to go.topkinoptions.com slash FT. That stands for full throttle. And then we'll be back with slider uh, next week with his episode part three, where you'll hear the finish of the Ibogaine and the five uh, MEO DMT, the toad. So have a great rest of your day. Happy hunting. Make sure you hedge. God bless. Fights on and namaste.